The book is Ordering Your Private World by Gordon McDonald. I'm a longtime listener of the Carrie Newhoff Leadership Podcast, and Gordon McDonald was on one of his episodes. And if you want to look it up later, good luck spelling Carrie Newhoff. Just kidding. It's episode 397. I'll put it in the show notes. I had never heard of Gordon McDonald before he was on Carrie's podcast. Since then, they've collaborated together on many episodes, but this first one in particular resonated with me. Gordon is 82 years old, born in 1939. He's had a long career, not without controversy, but has had a huge impact on the church and was actually Bill Clinton's something of a spiritual advisor during the Monica Lewinsky scandal. That one episode would go on to have a pretty big impact on my life for being such a random listen, but I'll come back to that towards the end. As a result of hearing Gordon on Carrie's podcast, I had put one of his books on my book list, which is Ordering Your Private World, written in 1985, or also known as Before I Was Born. What Gordon tries to do in this book is put words around a concept that is often, I think, not addressed frequently, especially in American culture. We value public highlights. What kind of car do you drive? How many people follow you? Are you an influencer? Where do you go on vacations? The West typically looks at highlight reels and defines success that way. And Gordon, from a Christian perspective, puts words around the private world or inner workings or soul or thought life, however you want to define it. His central message is that this inner part of us can be on a spectrum of disordered to ordered or disorganized to organized. And he talks about that and how to get in touch with where we're at and ultimately try to improve it. In the book, I'll just call it OPW for short, he starts off with articulating why this is necessary in the first place. And it's because in ministry, in life, in the workplace, people can often get by with what he calls a natural giftedness. These are extremely talented, driven individuals who are results-oriented. And we will reward those people all day long because they get the job done. But with that perspective that really can only come from someone who's been around the block a couple of times, he says that that natural giftedness can only go so far. That's when things blow up. Like they keep the pedal to the metal for too long and their inner life can't sustain the pace of their outer life. And then that's when things collapse. In a very Christianese kind of way, he says, are you operating out of drivenness or calledness? Drivenness being the first aspect about natural giftedness. But calledness is the thing he's trying to move people towards. Driven people are often doing it for the applause. Whether that is the promotion, the raises, whatever that external recognition is. Driven people are often operating from a desire to realize that. But called people, he says, are much more settled in their identities. They know who they are and who they're not. They still have those same talents, but there's boundaries and safeguards and restraints. And called people know when they should be participating in something and when they should not be. And they know what makes themselves tick. And they know when they're liable to fail. And they have rhythms that promote their own peace of mind. And Gordon is saying that in your 20s, you can get away with this giftedness. But to sustain yourself through your 30s, through your 40s, 50s, 60s, even 70s, you have to be operating out of something else. There has to be some internal depth. 
since we're trafficking in Christian-y circles anyways, OPW is almost a perfect contrast to the rise and fall of Mars Hill. I listened to that podcast over the break while I was basically in the middle of the book. And in my mind, Mark Driscoll is the perfect example of somebody who has not addressed this inner person. He is exclusively operating out of pure ambition and talent with no regard to himself and to others, and you can see the results of that in a really tragic way throughout the rise and the fall of Mars Hill. And that's a dramatic example. I don't think that that awaits everyone who doesn't like start journaling, you know? But it is a good example of the limitations that can be in someone's life if they have not thought about who they are and who they want to be. For a rating, if out of 10, 5 is a perfectly average C student level of a book, Ordering Your Private World is going to be in the 7 to 8 range for me. But I'm a bit biased. As literally everyone knows, I have nephews, and I take a very active approach to being an uncle. Some of the conversations we have sound like this. I'll say something to the effect of, Mature men shower daily. Mature men treat others with respect. Mature men arrive places on time. Mature men wear deodorant every day. A thousand times, in a thousand ways, I'm sharing a picture with them of what it looks like to be mature men. Every time we have these conversations, I'm giving them a puzzle piece. And in their heads, they're slowly piecing together what it looks like to be a mature man. And I say that story here for a couple of reasons. Number one, I don't think they listen to these episodes, so no worries about them hearing it. But more importantly, too, the idea to do this came from Gordon McDonald. In that episode of the Kerry Newhoff Leadership Podcast, he talked about a roommate he had in college who became something of a mentor to him. And the roommate would say things like, Gordon, godly men make their bed. Godly men treat others with respect. The way Gordon said it, this resonated with him. It helped shape his idea of what it was to be a Christian man. And when I heard this a couple of years ago, I thought of two young individuals who also were growing up and needed an idea of what it meant to grow up and be men. I owe an extreme debt of gratitude to Gordon McDonald for that advice, for him being towards the end of his life. And instead of coasting, instead of taking it easy, he is still actively trying to help others, sharing the message that God has given him. And I love the idea that someone from the older generation has about as indirectly as you can draw the lines, had a tangible impact on two members of the up-and-coming generation, without even knowing it. And just to wrap up on a funny note, I was getting ice cream with the nephews, and I left trash on the table or something like that. And the older nephew thinks he's funny. He's like, oh, hey, Uncle Tay. Mature men clean up their trash. <laughs> so funny. And I'm like, you make fun of me all you want. All you're proving is that the message is sinking in. So he called me out, and he was right. I went back, and I picked up the trash. But I think you can figure out who's having the last laugh. Mm -hmm.